0: Hey folks, it's Jeff Wenzel from the Woodshed Agency, and you are listening to our podcast called Successfully Funded. Here we go. Turn it up. Turn it up. Yeah. All right, folks, how are we doing? I hope everybody's having a good week. Everybody's staying safe. Staying cool out there, considering that most of America is sweating to death right now. Um, It's currently here in Detroit, about 100 degrees. But, you know, we can't complain, right? We complain all the time. We complain when it's winter. We complain when it's fall. We complain when it's hot. But it is a hot one out there. So we've got a very interesting episode today. Uh, I had a great conversation with um, Adam Klosowiak. And I'm only going to say that last name once because I know I just murdered that last name. Um, But Adam and his brother are co-creators of a very successful uh, Kickstarter campaign called Close Guitars. And they are carbon fiber travel guitars. Um, And they're called Close, like I said, Close Guitars. And uh, I got to talk to Adam for a good half hour, 40 minutes or so about their project, about how they ended up building these guitars, where the idea came from, Um, And currently that campaign right now is, is currently over $60,000 on a $12,000 goal. So they're having some monster, monster success right now. And it was great to talk to them, kind of get some insight. This is also their second campaign, I believe. Um, And we get into what happened in the first campaign compared to what happened in the second campaign. So so they've got 13 days to go. And it was great to talk to them because uh, as some of you might know, I am a guitar player. I haven't been in a while, but I play guitar and ran the studio world for a while, so we got to talk a little bit about the sonic quality, what it took to get their guitar to this point, kind of what people are saying, and and where their product fits in the market. So that conversation's coming up in a little bit later, and I hope you guys check that out, and um, really, really, really interesting stuff uh, on a very successful campaign. So so over the weekend, um, I had my daughter's birthday. She just turned three. Happy birthday, Nevi. And... Ah, we've got something going on here, and I am not exactly sure how to address it. Every holiday, every birthday, my kids get a boatload of crap. You know, 10 gifts, 20 gifts, just... And I have had the conversation multiple times with not only my parents, and I've hinted around to my grandma a little bit of just, can we, can we chill out a little bit on all these presents, you know? Half of this stuff, I try to get rid of within like three months, four months or my kids stop playing with it. And I don't like what it's what is teaching my kids. It's teaching this, you know, uh, this quantity over quality. So, you know, I, I bring this up because I had a couple conversations in my interviews this week of products that are taking their time you know the guitar is a great example my son's turning five this would be a great gift for him that he would probably have for 10 years he would learn on he would start playing it would you know create a valuable you know uh, life skill you know music and and he'd start working on it and that would be a great gift now granted that gift is well I don't know, 400 bucks 300 bucks but if everybody got together and got them one awesome gift, I probably got $500 worth of little tchotchke stuff. So I, I don't know how to address this with my family to get it to through their brain, you know, through the, the thick Wenzel brain here of like, let's stop buying a whole bunch of shit. <laughs> you know, let's buy one or two really cool things that the kids are actually going to dig, respect, care for. And I'm guilty from this too. I, I talk about this you know a lot with my wife and stuff is I was born up this way I, I, I was born getting 20 20 Christmas gifts everybody all the grandkids getting 20 gifts and you know I had every key man, every Duke's hazard car, every you know monster truck and I find myself doing the exact same thing with my son and I'm even trying to stop it uh, you know I'm going to therapy I'm talking about it there like how these are the lessons I learned you know growing up before 12 which is like the key moments of life, right? And I'm passing those same things off to my kids. And and then, you know, but what trickles into my brain too is is it that bad? You know, is it awful? I want my kids to feel loved and, you know, they're only a kid. So, yeah, you, you, they're only a kid for so long, you know? And life kind of sucks sometimes, right? Like, I would love to get a whole bunch of toys, you know? Or I, I would love it if, you know, if somebody came and bought me something today. That would be great. And that doesn't happen. So, maybe I'm worrying about too much stuff. I don't know. I don't know. But, yeah. So, I'm you know, the other kind of thing that I've talked about a little bit is, is, you know, that again, kind of seeing these messages from around is playing guitar. I've already talked about it in our podcast, but I am back to like, I think I got to play. I mean, I'm truly looking at this guitar going, man, this would be a great gift for when I go up north on vacation or, you know, when I've just got, you know, not a lot of time. Um, you know, it might be something to just be cool to grab, play some chords, work on something, work on some scales, throw a guitar on your back and head on out. But, you know, I got to talk to the missus about buying a big gift like this. That's the other thing about when you're in the old marriage with the small kids, everything's got to be discussed. But, um, but yeah, so that was, that was this weekend. Good birthday. Good birthday. You know, um, So the other big news is, I don't know if you guys are watching or if you're checking in to our, um, you know, Cream Campaign 2016 podcast, we've done a few of those, Uh, but also if you're watching that, man, we're up over $82,000 on that campaign, Um, and we've got 10, 11 more days to go. Um, So if you are thinking about supporting that, definitely get on over there, pick up a shirt, pick up a mug, uh, you know, pick up a screening, that going to be a great great project i'm i'm really happy that i've got had a chance to um to work on it and bring this documentary uh to life and and tell this story uh it's going to be a fascinating one and it's been just an honor to work on but um if you have been checking out check out those podcasts where um the woodshed agency teams paul sean and myself we we, you know we're chiming in every week or so every other day or, or kind of when there's bigger moments and just giving you some behind the scenes of what we're thinking of as an agency you know some strategies that we were pulling out or just how we're feeling in general. I mean, you'll, you'll hear kind of in day two or so, and we were nervous, you know. And then if you hear the last call, we're, you know, it's all right. We're, we're cruising close to that goal. So now we're working into getting some overfunding, and there's some strategies there. But um, but I also want to encourage you guys, you know, if you're out there, make sure you're following, um, following me on, on uh, Instagram. Go to Woodshed Agency there, um, or, you know, find, follow us on Facebook, you can follow me on Snapchat at Witch.edu. I, I put out some few, few things here and there, but um, I am actually having um, a little bit of challenge with Snapchat. I, I don't really get what the new memories thing is. And it's getting harder and harder to keep up with all this stuff. And, you know, I feel like it is kind of my job. Um, but we also brought on, uh, too, if you're, if you're checking out, we brought on a new client that we're kind of doing some, you know, some heavy boosting on. Uh, it's called the Hooded Towel. And, uh, it's a smaller goal, but I thought the campaign was interesting and the product's interesting because it could reach such a, such a broad market. It's in the fitness market and it's a very cool, ho- uh, hooded towel. Um, so I've, you know, been reaching out to some yoga studios and dance studios and trying to get them to see it and just, just all, all around in general, just trying to get more eyeballs, uh, on the campaign. Um, you know, it's, it's a mom from, uh, out in, out in New York, Long Island, Long Island area who created the, created the product and, frankly she's just overwhelmed with you know the amount of work that it goes into to doing a kickstarter campaign and that's why she brought us on to you know to kind of boost it and um you know just kind of do some some traditional tactics so very excited about that project too so again like i said if you're on kickstarter google boy howdy or cream our campaign will pop up uh, also if you cook uh, uh, excuse me if you google hooded towel check that out as well that's another campaign and we're gonna have some more launching here soon but um you know Let's go ahead and turn it now to my conversation with Adam from Kloss Guitars, uh, which is the carbon fiber travel guitar, and they are currently funding on Kickstarter. They've got about 13 days to go. They have blasted their goal already. They, you know, their goal is $12,000. they are at 65000 right now with 129 backers, and if you're looking for a brand new guitar or something to play guitar while you're out traveling or maybe even something for, for a kid, this is a great 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 product and the story about where it came from is awesome. So why don't we go ahead and turn it now to my conversation with Adam. From so Adam we got. Ain't, no for your ain't
1: the last you of me more like a return to the store for you want with more money to burn. I'm so the last name is pronounced Klosovic
0: the soviac i did not get that one
1: (laughs) yeah so the w is like a v gotcha yeah it's uh it's polish origin both my parents are actually from poland so Uh they uh moved to the u.s uh 36 years ago
0: oh wow all right cool and then parents are still here and then and then obviously you've been here and, and i did you go to school here and stuff
1: Exactly. Yeah. So, parents moved in 1981 to Chicago. They're still living in the suburbs there. That's where me and my brothers grew up. Uh-huh. And, and, uh huh. And and yeah, I went to school out in New Jersey at Princeton. And uh, my three older brothers all uh, they studied here as well.
0: Oh, cool. So, so what did you study at Princeton?
1: I studied electrical engineering.
0: Okay. So yeah. was there a goal in mind that you were at some point going to make guitars or, uh, or you just went for, uh, for engineering? <laughs> not,
1: not at all, actually. Okay. Um, it's a pretty random story. Uh, so I co-founded the company with my older brother, Ian, mm-hmm. and he built the first prototype in early 2014. Uh, he had a lot of uh, guitar experience as a musician, just kind of hobbyist, but at a very high level. And he also, he studied mechanical engineering and he had a lot of composites experience from his courses and internships.
0: Mm.
1: And he was like, hey, why don't I try to build a carbon fiber guitar, kind of combining two of his interests. And so he made the first prototype in early 2014. And then uh, he brought me on board a year later, kind of in a phase where I was interested in learning more about entrepreneurship. And it just so happened that I was kind of searching for an idea and uh, my brother kind of presented this idea to me, and I was like, I think this has potential. Um, and then we did, the, we did our first Kickstarter, actually, in June of 2015. Yeah, I saw that
0: one. It looked like that one was successful, too, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, so yeah, that goal was 15000 and we raised, I think, 33600 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that was, uh, that was our earliest model, so the prototype model. Um, so that was what we were pitching then. And we, fir- we figured uh, now that we have, uh, so this is kind of a, an extended answer, uh, but we figured since we have the knowledge of our first Kickstarter and we kind of know now more about crowdfunding and we have the new and improved design, we figured why not do a second one.
0: Right. And obviously it's working because um, you have uh, hit a home run over your goal. You have squashed that goal pretty quickly <laughs> In your campaign. So how, yeah. long, how long was your campaign, how long did it run for? Was it 30 days?
1: So it was 28 days. 28 days? Okay. Yeah. Um, Any
0: particular reason?
1: Uh, not really. Well, we wanted to end on a Monday. So we started on a Monday and uh, we wanted to end um, just on a Monday. We were also traveling uh, on August 8th when we were ending uh-huh. after. So we didn't want to be ending the campaign while traveling because that's right. always kind of crazy.
0: Right. Right. I, yeah. I, yeah. So, so, I mean, you've got what, almost two more weeks. What are the big plans, Are big stretch goals coming out or what, what's going on in the next couple of weeks here?
1: Right. So stretch goals, uh, we have two set up right now. So there's a 70,000 one set up and then a hundred thousand. Uh, the 70,000 one is very exciting. Um, we have this special model that we actually weren't planning on releasing Mm-hmm. Uh, it was kind of, um, it's, it's a different type of carbon fiber weave. So it kind of looks like a snake skin mm. and, and we, we have made a prototype with it. And, uh, we were thinking that it'd be cool to offer a kind of a Kickstarter specific limited edition model.
0: Right. right.
1: Um, so if we get to 70,000, then we will release five, uh, units of that guitar and that will be available to Kickstarter backers first because they'll be the first to hear about it. And they can either upgrade their model or uh, if someone else um, kind of comes to the campaign at the right time, they'll see that that model just came out.
0: Well, it sounds like that's more than likely going to happen because you're, uh, you're getting very close to 70K. So it sounds yeah. like that's probably going to happen.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm excited to release that. We haven't, re- we haven't released any pictures of it yet, so it's going to be a big surprise. Um, yeah, and then the 100,000 reward is kind of a more, maybe not less exciting, but it's a more kind of traditional. We're going to throw in a free t shirt to uh, every guitar owner or every guitar backer. Cool.
0: So, so let's, so we got through the stretch goals. Let's go back a second. So, I, so your brother's the one who, do you play guitar or is it just your brother that plays guitar?
1: Yeah, so I also play guitar. Okay. I, I started out as a pianist and I still, um, I prefer playing on piano, probably just because I'm better at it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I've been playing piano for over 10 years. And uh, in college, I kind of wanted to learn an instrument that I can take around with me. Uh, you can't really pack a piano in your bag. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, not easily, at least.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not easily. Big bag. Um, and and so, yeah, so I, I actually, sophomore year of college, I'm a, I'm a pretty proficient athlete, I'd say. I uh, play a lot of different sports. And I broke my ankle sophomore year, and so I couldn't, I couldn't really do much uh, athletically. So I figured, perfect time to learn an instrument if I'm going to be sitting so much. Um, so yeah, I picked up guitar. My brother actually gave me a bunch of lessons via Skype uh, when, <laughs> when I first started. Um, and at the time, we had no idea that in two years we'd be starting a guitar company together. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, right. Probably wasn't the <laughs> initial goal. I would never
1: believe someone if they told me that at the time.
0: <laughs> you know, so what's intriguing about this is um, you know, there's a, only a few models that are kind of in your ballpark. There's like the the Taylor has their was it the mini baby or the baby Baby Taylor. Baby yeah. Taylor, and I've actually had one of those and, and um Okay. I you know, what I loved about those was i I like to put um 12 strings like a 12 string guitar but the higher register the higher octave of the guitar uh, of those strings for recording so tell me a little bit about the sound quality of yours because it's interesting material you're using and i i can't think of any competitor making a guitar out of carbon fiber like that so what does it sound like i saw the one video where you're it looks like you're recording on some akg looks like some 414s or something maybe or um yeah is that that... which song was that? Uh, that's the Imagine Dragons song. So, oh yeah, okay, yeah. Sonically, it sounded really nice. It, you know, I guess I had this, you know, I'm an old school guy, right? In guitar world, I have this like maybe it's gonna sound tinny, but it didn't. It came across great on on the headphones. Those too. So, so, yeah. T- walk me through like your how did you get your, the tone of this or what was the experimentation going on uh, to get your sound?
1: Right. So, kind of few questions packed into there. Yeah. Uh, yep. So as far as I'll kind of start with the competition. Um there are actually carbon fiber guitars out there, and they're all fantastic guitars. Um a couple notable ones are Rain Song. I think they were kind of the first in the carbon fiber market uh over 30 years ago. Um and then there is Journey Instruments, they make a carbon fiber guitar that you can detach with this quick release. Um Let's see. McPherson is one that also makes a high-quality wooden guitar, but they also have this carbon fiber model. So there are other carbon fiber guitars out there. The thing is, though, that you can't buy one for less than a thousand dollars. Right. Um, kind of, kind of what's, you know, carbon fiber is such an excellent material for making a travel guitar because it's so durable. Um, and but we were aware that all these companies are so expensive. So we were thinking why don't you only make the sound producing part out of carbon fiber? Because that's really the part you want to protect, right? If right. you like ding your neck a little bit, it won't really change the sound that much. I mean, the neck is important for sustain, but that will not really impact your sound. Whereas if you crack your soundboard, I mean, that's yeah. really going to impact your sound. So, so we said, let's make the most important part and the weakest link out of carbon fiber and keep everything else out of wood. Um, and that allowed us to significantly reduce the cost of making one and also the price for consumers. Um, so we kind of, that was kind of our business approach, um, kind of seeing what is not existing. So we, we knew that there was no affordable carbon fiber guitar and then kind of taking that to the engineering side and saying, what can we change to make it affordable? Um, and then came the big question of sound, which, is the most important question as far as any guitar goes, right? Yep. Uh, And I'm not going to say that carbon fiber instruments are better than wood instruments. Um, You only have to look at one Stradivarius violin or or Yo-Yo Ma's cello cello to know that um, wooden instruments are kind of supreme in the instrument world. But but carbon fiber is just different than wood. Um, You know, wood is composed of grains that go in every direction and these grains expand and contract differently in different temperatures whereas um, or, or sorry I mean uh, wood goes in one grain direction I mean and uh, carbon fiber is a weave pattern so you have uh, you have the direction of these fibers going perpendicular to each other and it's uniform it's exactly how you make it because you know carbon fiber is processed whereas wood is cut from a tree and it can have kind of imperfections to it or just, or just variations to it. Um, so carbon fiber definitely sounds different. Um, one, So I wouldn't say it sounds better or worse. One thing that is very noticeable about carbon fiber instruments is that they reverberate and resonate a bit differently than wooded instruments. Hmm. Almost everyone that's gotten our guitar has said uh, it's much louder than they would expect from a guitar of its size. So yeah, that's one thing. So it's a very tiny guitar. I mean it's smaller than a three quarter guitar. Just barely. Um, but what, it's what, very loud.
0: What's the, the neck length? What's the, like, what the, the
1: scale of the neck? Uh, 24 and three quarters.
0: Okay.
1: So yeah. Full scale length. Falls into the full scale length category. Um, and yeah. So as far as perfecting the sound goes though. That was uh, an intense battle. Um, we made probably over the court to get to this model. Now, we probably made about thirty different prototypes. Um, so initially, we had kind of a different shape. We didn't have the mini dreadnought. We had kind of the mini dreadnought, but with this uh, kind of overhang at the top, um, kind of a reverse cutaway, kind of. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then we had a sound hole at the at, on the side, actually on the top side. Um, and then we tried two sound holes. Uh, and then we tried just the sound hole in the middle, kind of standard, and then we changed the shape to mini-dreadnought, uh, and then we changed the thickness of the carbon fiber. Uh, we changed the thickness of the bracing, the pattern of the bracing. The um, Yeah, so as you can imagine, yeah. each of these small variables impacts the sound, and it's good to A-B test, but just changing one variable at a time to compare it to its previous variation, And so, because of this, we had so many different models over over the course of about a year and a half. Um, But we finally settled on this one, and as you can tell in the YouTube video, and as as we can tell when we play it here in the shop, uh, we think it sounds great.
0: Yeah, it sounded great. You know, I I I had to put my uh, my preconceived notions in my head (laughs) watching it, which I'm I'm sure you had. That's a conversation you. Probably have from backers or supporters of the old one. Oh, just of course, all coming, the time. Everybody coming to the table, going, oh, "This is only I, I. only play my Fender. I only play my, yeah. you know, or whatever it might be." But everything I saw, yeah. I, you know, it's 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 intriguing too that, you know, where where in your guys's mind did you guys envision like the travel issue so much? Is it you know, I, I'm I'm in the Midwest. I'm in Detroit, so like, okay, you know, we're a we're a basement um community. Everybody's got basement. so. Did you guys yeah. kind of have in your mind, like, this is great for inner cities? Or, or how did you guys get to this, like, let's make a travel guitar instead of a full-size or, you know, Dreadnought or whatever type of guitar? Um, yeah.
1: So that's a great like? question. Um, so on the manufacturing side, uh, it's easier to so you have to remember that when my brother first made this, he kind of treated it as a school project and was just making it for fun. Mm-hmm. So when he initially made it, uh, from a manufacturing perspective, it's easier to make a smaller instrument just because it's a smaller project. Right. But but the motivation also came from the fact that, um, you know, because both of our parents are from Poland, we travel back to Europe quite often. And, uh, you know, my brother moved to Utah. I moved to Princeton. Uh, Two brothers stayed in uh, Chicago. So the whole family was kind of all over the place all the time. And so we did travel a lot and, and the idea was, you know, we can never bring our instruments with us. Um, so it'd be great to have kind of this like guitar that you're not worried about. Cause you don't want to, when you travel, you don't want to worry about instruments. If you did worry about it, then you would just leave it at home so you can have this carefree, uh, vacation. Um, so the motivation was that we all traveled a lot. Um, and yeah, and, but that doesn't just mean that it's a travel guitar only. Um, you know, because of its uh, resonant sound, it's definitely a guitar that you would feel comfortable leaving in your living room if, you're, uh, if, someone, if a guest comes over or if kids come over and they don't really treat instruments well, per se. Uh, you wouldn't worry about them kind of messing with the guitar or something like that. Uh, so it's, a, it's as much a living room guitar as it is a travel guitar. And as much of a travel guitar, it's also, it could be a beginner guitar. Um, it's smaller size. Playability is something we really emphasize. Mm-hmm. We we level all the frets by hand. Um, we file the nut and saddle so that the action is really nice. Low, medium is kind of our standard. And then we customize if anyone has a customization request. And And yeah, so the playability is excellent on your fingers. So it's a good beginner guitar, but... It's not limiting if you're an intermediate or expert player as well, because full scale length um, intonates very well and sounds good as well.
0: That's interesting. On um, uh, my so my son's five, and I, I think for Christmas we're going to get him uh, um, a guitar. You know, start yeah. that process. And I didn't. I don't want to go the cheap Walmart. You know, you'll won't even be in tune. It, yeah, it just won't won't work. I think, what are you guys seeing for backers? Are you seeing um, a lot of beginner guitars or student people buying this or pa- parents buying it for, for kids? Is that
1: is the that yeah, traffic so, you're seeing? So that's actually, it's hard to tell now because we're in the middle of the campaign, mm-hmm. but we're, we're preparing our survey to send out at the end of the campaign, and, uh, and I'm very curious about those questions exactly. Um, in, in my experience from our first campaign, uh, we've got kind of a little bit of everything. Yeah. Um, we've definitely had many parents buy a guitar for their kid. Um, yeah, it's the classic, like, oh, I can't wait for my son to start learning on this thing; like, it's gonna be awesome. Um, we've gotten a lot of that. We've definitely gotten some college kid range. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't had many um, kids buy them, but I think that's because you know, kids aren't really gonna have five hundred or six hundred right. bucks <laughs> on right. hand. So it's usually the parents kind of getting it for their children, um, but yeah, we've had we've had people kind of from every every arena. But I'm very excited to find out more data about this Kickstarter and kind of where our backers are coming from because to understand that uh, always helps us.
0: Yeah. So so let's let's go back to the campaign itself. Just some like inside inside baseball. A lot of our listeners are running campaigns or they're thinking about running them. So what was the right. biggest difference? between the first campaign you ran and this campaign?
1: So, hmm. That's a really good question. I would say um, my awareness or knowledge of Kickstarter. So, when we first were planning our our initial Kickstarter, we had no idea how to do a crowdfunding campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had, I had Googled a ton. We had thrown together a page, which was good at the time. Um, but, my biggest mistake was that I really honed in on the family support, family and friends. You know, like I right. probably reached out to every single friend I've ever had <laughs> and, uh, and kind of um, wouldn't say harassed, but maybe went a little overboard in asking my family to help us out. Um, and th- that was a mistake in the sense that uh, when you're starting a campaign, you need to realize who your real target audience is. And you need to find the sources where you can connect with that target audience. Um, so that's something that we definitely improved this time. This time, going into it, uh, I did not reach out to my family and friends as much. I told my closest buddies, but um, we really honed in on the press, You know, outdoorsy press, so camping, mm-hmm. uh, gear like that, uh, design press, so gear hungry, high consumption, they featured us. Oh, cool. Um, the Guitar World Press, um, which is trickier to get into because they prefer posting about products that are readily available. Um, so we didn't have any luck there. But the idea was that we went for our target audience, whereas the first time we didn't do that initially. Right. Um, and... That was one thing, so, so and, and hitting your target audience. Did you do yeah. all
0: this on your own did, in terms of this outreach, uh, kind of acting as your own publicist, or did you guys go out and hire a, a third party to help out with that?
1: So, yeah, so one thing that I think, um, well, I'm not sure, actually, because I haven't spoken to many other Kickstarters about this, but we try to do as many things ourselves as possible. So as far as publicity goes, I personally wrote all those emails. Um, as far as uh, making all of our content, Uh, Our now Chief Operating Officer, Jacob Sheffield, uh, he's been on board with us since the beginning. He makes all of our videos and all of our content. Um, So yeah, we try to outsource as few things as possible just because that creates more of a sustainable business. Mm -hmm. Um, We're able to understand why things are happening rather than exporting every service. Um, But yeah, yeah.
0: Who, who, so who in your, in your campaign came up with the idea, though, to show the guitar being used in, like, the hundreds of different ways, right? Like, when I first watched
1: it, I was like, no, you can't do that.
0: Don't hit the baseball.
1: Yeah, great question. That's, uh, that's an ongoing discussion, as you can imagine, uh, about all those videos. So this was kind of the, the theory. Um, have you heard of the company called Blendtec?
0: I have not, no. So Blendtec
1: is a blender company, and uh, blender the blender industry, as you can imagine, is kind of a you know you have like the Cuisinart brand, yeah. Uh, you have kind of your traditional kitchen brands, but I wouldn't say it's kind of like oh check out my new like Cuisinart, it's so gnarly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you right. rarely would kind of it doesn't it doesn't have quite the brand associated with maybe cars or guitars or something like that. Um, but Blendtec, what they did is, they decided that their marketing plan is going to be to blend anything possible and make hilarious videos out of it. So they blend iPhones, they blend like toy cars, they blend everything, <laughs> and and it's it's completely an application that you would never actually do, but it shows that the blender works and right. that it's a strong blender, right? So we figured, um, you know, we're a new brand and we don't have to preserve this generation-long brand culture that many other guitar companies have to, we figured let's try to make something kind of innovative on the marketing side as far as showing how durable the guitar is. Because everyone's always been like, okay, cool, carbon fiber, how durable is it though, actually? Mm -hmm. And we were like, well, (laughs) let's hit a golf ball (laughs) with it, and then you'll you'll believe us, (laughs) or let's, let's play baseball with it, and... Then you'll be convinced that this thing can really travel. Um, so that was the idea. It was just packaging the durability aspect into kind of a fun new representation. And I think it's pretty clear that uh, you know we value high quality instruments. And I, even though the guitar is durable, I treat the guitar with the utmost care. So I think it's it's pretty clear that we don't recommend. <laughs> right. It's
0: not the first uh, thing. Get it out of the case. Smack yeah, a golf exactly. ball. <laughs> <laughs> go, go play a song.
1: <laughs> yeah, the point is just to show it's durable, um, right. and and yeah, but yeah. We we really enjoy shooting all those. That's always a really fun time. So, so in regards
0: to the campaign, I mean, no matter what, campaign one to campaign two, you you've even doubled what you've raised between those two campaigns, and obviously you made the guitar better and all that stuff that you were saying. Right. What would be the one thing that made you, that that you think has gotten you to this point? I mean, you're at sixty two thousand. You're right. on pace for 100K. You know, fingers crossed. I know, obviously, but you know, yeah. you're you're probably trending. What's the yeah. one thing that you think has gotten you this to this point?
1: Um, yeah, it's tough to say one thing exactly, just because Kickstarter has so many different components. Mm-hmm. Um, if I had to summarize everything into one theme, I would say is having a having an organized calendar of the campaign. Um, you know, you have to plan the campaign itself has many different components, right? So you have the rewards, which you have to price the product. Well, you have to decide what kind of early bird rewards you're going to have, how many you'll have. Do you want to just have one early bird? Do you want to have a super early bird? Um, so planning that, um, and you have to prepare for the worst case scenario and the best case scenario. Um, you always have to be prefer- prepared, for that The first campaign. We did not have that at all. We kind of launched, uh, our friends and family got us to 5,000 in the first day,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which was one third of our goal. And naive me, I was sitting there thinking, wow, 5,000 in one day at this rate, we'll be at like 150,000 <laughs> in 30 days. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and then come day two to day 20, we just plateaued. Right. And, uh, and, and so we're we're thinking, like, what happened? Yeah, <laughs> what yeah. did we do wrong? Uh, and the reality is that, I mean, Kickstarter is a very complicated platform. You have to remain popular on there for people to see you. Um, you need to have content that you're continually updating your uh, backers with and also your followers. So this time there were many, many different components. I mean, we first of all, we have social media that is much more built up now. Yeah. So we have a YouTube channel that we can always refer people to if they're asking about sound questions. We have a Facebook uh, and Instagram account that shows the intended use. You know, people are playing it in, not only in the living room, but also traveling with it all over the world. Um, we had the early birds kind of planned and the quantities planned. Uh, we have stretch goals planned that kind of entice the, mo- the momentum of the campaign. Uh, and then planning that with collaboration with other campaigns throughout the campaign, uh, creating a schedule for that, uh, coordinating with certain press sources, guitar blogs, outdoorsy sources, whatever they may be. Um, so everything, if everything is scheduled and planned and the infrastructure is there, then even if un, unexpected things come up, you can kind of put it into the pipeline, uh, whereas and you can kind of see help it fit together so that one thing builds off another thing. Right. Um, whereas if you don't have that infrastructure set up, then something great could happen to you, but if you're not prepared to take advantage of it, then it could be a waste. It's kind of like if you have great marketing material, but you don't distribute it to anyone, then it's pointless. <laughs> right. So are
0: there any specific roadblocks that you guys are like either looking forward or kind of preparing for as you're kind of getting into the instrument market, um, is there any, any major roadblocks that you're that you're envisioning?
1: Um, nothing specifically. I would say, um, yeah, you know, the guitar market or instrument market in general is is interesting because it's extremely saturated mm-hmm. and it's full of these big name brands that um, that people just know as a staple. You know, like Martin makes amazing guitars. Um, Taylor makes amazing guitars, Gibson, fender You can't go wrong with these companies. So because it's such a saturated market, it's just going to be a challenge of building our brand and kind of showing what makes us unique. But I think with the right approach of you know just distributing our materials, uh, getting our customers to post reviews and spread the word and, and kind of start small, but if the product is quality, then it'll sell itself eventually
0: yeah it's an interesting market uh, we've done quite quite a few campaigns um for musical instruments and uh it, it's a weird road to go down um yeah you know there there's there's certain things that you would just almost think that oh everybody's gonna really dig this and then all of a sudden you're like what What? they, they don't dig this what why you know <laughs> it, it, it really yeah. is a challenge and uh I'm intrigued on in this market. How are you looking... Are you guys envisioning yourself as, like, um, you know, guitar Luthers, at, like, at some point? Like, is, is, that, is that the whole... The, the, the plan for you and your brother to make a version 3 and to expand the brand? Or, or is this, a, like, a, you know, right. kind of one-off type product? Uh,
1: so there are definitely... Um, there are definitely products that we're thinking of uh, for the future. Um, one product that's kind of the obvious choice is uh, plugging this thing in. Mm-hmm. So the Acoustic Electric... Um, we're, we're definitely going to focus on this product for now. Uh, I think the acoustic electric is over a year away. Um, but, but yeah, it's, I think with any company you have to, well, it depends what your goals are, right? If your goal is to build one guitar and only sell that model, that's fine. But if you're looking at the biggest and the most innovative companies these days, um, you have to continually innovate not just on the product side, but also on the marketing side, also on the advertising side. Um, so, so, yeah, I think it's going to be, I don't know if, if the guitar, I mean, I'm just 23, so I don't know what my whole career is <laughs> <Right>. going to be. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: I just graduated college a year ago, so too early to say that. But um, I think there are very interesting movements going on right now, especially in the entrepreneurship world. And 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 in brick and mortar retail in general, um, and I'm really excited to kind of apply some of these innovative trends to the guitar industry. Um, just to kind of cite a couple examples, and and I, I'm, I'm definitely not con- uh, comparing ourselves to these companies, but we're seeing uh, traditional brick and mortar retail products move into the e-commerce model more and more. Mm-hmm. So Casper Mattresses delivers a mattress in a box straight yep. to your home. Uh, Warby Parker sends you five eyeglass frames. You try them on, ship them back. Uh, bonobos, you buy your pants online. Uh, brilliant Bicycles, you buy a bike without ever having seen it or ridden it. It gets to your house, you assemble it in a couple steps, and there you have a completed bike ready to ride. Yeah. Um, all these products have always been People say, you know, I, need, I want to touch it first. I want to see how it feels. I want to see how, hear how it sounds. But because of modern technology, of um, I mean, not just YouTube, but uh, videos, reviews, all these things, you can get a pretty good idea of what a product is. And you can have a really good user experience online to simulate having the real thing and I mean, Am- Amazon is a perfect example. of That I mean, the yep. Amazon shipping—it's we're in the shipping fast shipping age right now. Um, and so, so yeah, I think it's going to be very interesting trying to apply this mentality to guitars. Uh, and there are several things that our guitar can do specifically uh, that I think make us unique for this innovative uh, market. Namely, you know, it's a smaller guitar, so you can ship it easily it's a durable Mm -hmm. guitar so we can withstand shipping and and it's a bit lighter so that's that's great for shipping costs as well
0: yeah all all those things everything you just mentioned is what i think is very intriguing about your product and and what i my gut tells me looking at the 120 some odd backers you've got going is that they're envisioning that that's the that's the type of guitar and brand you're making you know you're not you you know you're not the vintage you know gibson you you know you're not trying to be Oh, of course, ma- yeah. You're still making a really good product that, you know, I'm sitting here going, man, I wish I could get it because I'm going up north in eight days and I don't want to take my you know old <laughs> 70s tailor with yeah. my kids running around a bonfire. I would love to have this, sit up there and play some uh, Stairway to Heaven with me and my friends, you know? Oh,
1: exactly, yeah. <laughs> right? so it's and, like- and, and we would never claim to, to want to replace that nice wooden guitar. Um, you know, I'm looking forward to buying uh, a really nice, expensive wooden guitar once I have some more money on <laughs> my yeah. hand. Um, but yeah, the guitar is a totally different target. I mean, this is, this is the guitar that you take with you, not the guitar that you play in the um, extremely expensive studio setting or something like that. Right. Right.
0: Well, you know, Adam, I think I'm out of questions, but I'm, I'm so intrigued on this product. Um, you're probably going to see me as a backer here. Cause like I said, <laughs> I need one for myself to go up North uh, here All in right. Michigan. And, uh, and I'm, I got a son who's going to be playing here soon. so uh, Yeah, great.
1: Yeah, well, it serves both those purposes. Yeah, so.
0: it, it does. And uh, <laughs> you know what? I got 13 days to make that decision. I think I think you sold me on it tonight. It was a good sales pitch call tonight. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, awesome. Well, it was great talking to you, Jeff, and I really enjoyed all the questions.
0: Awesome. Yeah, good luck with everything, man. And uh, I wish you guys a lot of luck. And uh, I'll be watching uh, from uh, from uh, Detroit. We'll be watching uh, closely on your campaign. So. <laughs> I all love right, it. Man.
1: All right, thanks. Take care.
0: Congrats. Talk to you later. Can you keep a secret, a secret? Can you keep a secret, can you keep a secret? Ooh,
1: bah, 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 bah,
0: bah. This a hip-hop collaboration, not exaggeration. Now at lasts, you tasting everything we got. Ain't no wasting for your tricky thoughts that keep on bouncing in your dome. Like the leaky faucet that keep on dripping in your home.